Grandpa was a jerk. And I'm glad you're marrying April. <laughs> you should see her. I think she really loves you a lot. <laughs> Still, it takes a lot of guts. You got balls, Grandpa. More than me. Angus. Superman isn't brave. Did you take your pill this morning? <laughs> you don't understand. He's smart, handsome, even decent. But he's not brave. Now, listen to me. Superman is indestructible. And you can't be brave if you're indestructible. It's people like you and your mother. People who are different and can be crushed and know it. Yet they keep going on out there every time. Welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with me, Bryn, and also Jeremy. That's right. It's the show about movies, and this week it is... The last. It was just Thanksgiving. It has just been Thanksgiving. (laughs) Thank you so much for being you. And And for having a great time on Thanksgiving. And for having a great time on Thanksgiving. A a holiday uh, that we are allowed to celebrate. Right. We're allowed. We're allowed by the grace of... Of the indigenous people of the stolen land that we're on, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, they allow us, um, and uh, it's not a it's not a problem. Nobody comes for it. it. Nobody ever comes for it. What do you mean? I j- like Columbus Day. You know, people go for people go after Columbus Day. People go after a lot of holidays. I feel like I never hear people talk about oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, that's a that's so true. I also like. I so think, true, bestie. So true, bestie. I feel like the problem with that is that like <laughs> Thanksgiving is so abstracted from anything. Yeah. It's like supposed to be. I don't even know what it's for. Like, it's really so clearly just like some American Protestant like being like, oh, some sort of like pagan holiday and mm-hmm. f- about harvest. Uh, when we landed here and loved them indians or whatever it's like yeah. what do you it doesn't mean anything it's not celebrating no. any particular event right i mean i think there is like the quote first thanksgiving where it was like the natives were supposed to have like shown the protestants like this is a thing that we do or whatever right but that's like a that's like santa claus right yeah like, i don't think that's happen. really true <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that does that does bring up an interesting point though that I do wonder why we don't like go a little wilder with it then like since it's already fake like because I think it's specifically like a Protestant like covering of some other pagan holiday. Where but what like, I mean is like why don't we go a little crazier and be like you know it's a fucking like there's like a magical turkey 
that oh like, yeah no that should be a part you, of it he brings you gifts if you're good there's <laughs> something like i don't know like like how they did with the easter bunny where it's like the easter bunny doesn't make a lick of sense well that's straight from pagan shit yeah like the, the they didn't even try to make that jesus yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, i don't it's know a, it's a talking rabbit it lays eggs it lays eggs <laughs> they're colorful it's weird <laughs> it's it's uh it's spring. Everyone wants to fuck. You eat um, ham. Yeah, <laughs> ham and eggs, colorful <laughs> eggs, green eggs and ham. Yeah. Um. Um. But uh, no, Thanksgiving should have some sort of a magical element to it. I feel. I agree, uh, but I think it's because people are so ready for Christmas to be over by the time we get to Thanksgiving yeah. now that like nobody's <laughs> pushing for another thing. They're just like. Well, what if they do like a Passover thing where we do like an afikomen with like a like a wishbone maybe? What's afikomen? And I think it's oh, like you pl- you put it on the the door. No, that's a mezuzah. <laughs> I love uh, a mezuzah. Afikomen. I thought about getting one. I believe one. it's Passover. <laughs> you should go and it's very funny. Um, <laughs> They're uh, cool. I think it's Passover. I do, you know it's one of the holidays. It's I'm pretty sure it's Passover. But the afikomen is like it's a piece of matzah that you like wrap up in a napkin and you hide somewhere in the house. Oh yeah. And then all the kids go on a hunt looking for it. And whoever finds it gets like, you know, five bucks or something like that. You get money. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. You get like, you get like a couple bucks. I've definitely done that. I've been to my friend's Passover a couple of times and I think they did that one time. Yeah. Um, but, I but yeah, so like maybe called. you hide the wishbone somewhere in the house. I love and the, the kids wishbone. All go the wishbone is it. also the wishbone is cool, although you have to prepare because it needs like a day to dry out for it to be like a breakable thing. Oh yeah, otherwise it's, it's just a flexible bone. It's just, yeah, it doesn't really work. <laughs> um, but I always love to do the wish breaking thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is a weird holiday. I wish. It's a great holiday. It's Rad- the best one. No. but <laughs> Which for, one's better? Well, for me, it's Halloween. Halloween doesn't count. And then April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day? <laughs> Nobody does anything for April Fool's Day. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I lie all day. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm known for my April Fool's pranks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never been on the receiving end of one. No? Well, you have to be on Facebook. Uh, oh. <laughs> Um, I, I, I just lie all day. It's, I don't know. I, it's fun. Everyone gets to be stupid, but Thanksgiving is definitely at least three, I think, or Christmas. Yeah. I'm a big Christmas fan, to be honest, but I, I, I think Thanksgiving is great because it's like a, you can make any food you want. Yeah. You it's hang a, out with it's, your friends. It's a good, like fat holiday. It's, it's just eating and, and enjoying food and enjoying the, the, you know the the indigenous foods of america that's really the coolest part yeah. is that it's all the shit that was like already here you know right like turkey turkeys and potatoes turkey should have i i agree with ben franklin that should have been the national bird. absolutely fuck the eagle well, i wonder what stupid would, shit what would have happened if turkey was our guy if our if, would we be a different country no we'd be we'd be more happy with ourselves though. <laughs> i feel like we'd be a little more like britain where we're like doing imperialism but like jolly yeah 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 uh-huh. <laughs> we're like, like oh, kind it's of charming fun, actually. yeah we have tea and stuff you're, so, you're just like the roly-poly imperialist yeah yeah <laughs> 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 like the john cleese character in meaning of life yeah um yeah, so I like a Thanksgiving. I'm always having Friendsgiving because I'm not mm-hmm. going to go home twice a year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I probably won't go home at all this year um, for vaccination reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and 
I probably I, won't for a while until uh, all this blows over. Yeah. Um. So. Damn. Friendsgiving and probably home Christmas too. Um. What about your sister with a million babies? No clue. No clue. No. Don't know if she got vaxxed. I have no idea. I'm guessing no. <laughs> <laughs> my guess is no. I don't think anyone in my family has gotten vaccinated. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's their choice, their body, their choice. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think I don't know. It doesn't really matter because I know that I'm, like, yeah, I know that I'm immune. But uh, I just don't. I think it's probably for the best. Uh, <laughs> um, but we're not here to talk about the holidays. Or the vaccination you know, we, status of Bryn's family. That's right, which I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not having asked. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> but we would have done a Thanksgiving movie. However, there are none. There's planes, trains, and automobiles. Right, barely Which counts. we talked about last week. <laughs> kind of counts for the theme. We're already on a theme is the yeah. thing. Is that the theme has been, for the past month, forgotten 90s comedies. Which planes, trains, and automobiles, I think is the 80s i think it is the 80s yeah um so kind of almost fits but it's also widely acclaimed and highly loved yeah it's definitely not (laughs) not forgotten or from the 90s yeah so we are talking about what we had planned well kind of what we planned to talk about but either way what did you watch this week Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Uh, so, w- what we were watching this week for the movie uh, is is a movie called Angus, and um, yeah. I kind of uh, was thinking about Angus, and I was thinking about kind of this. We j- had a couple things in this this last slot for the month. Yeah, but we went, we landed on Angus. Um, but kind of thinking about Angus and thinking about the themes of it after I watched it, and kind of. Uh, I, I kind of was ruminating on it a little bit, and so I decided to watch what I think is a very good companion piece. Really? Uh, which is Tommy Boy. A movie that I've definitely seen, uh-huh. but didn't like at not the time. A, not a forgotten comedy at a, all. A this well is a very comedy. well-loved uh, c- classic comedy. Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. I remember really thinking Black Sheep was hilarious mm-hmm. and not getting Tommy Boy at all. I would and I, I would recommend an, watching it again. I think that it was an age thing mm-hmm. where, and through almost all of my life, I've hated men screaming, like grown yeah, men screaming sure. comedy from Adam Sandler and, and uh, Chris Farley. You know, I didn't grow up a fat boy, mm-hmm. so I, <laughs> I I didn't really enjoy any of that kind yeah. of stuff. Um so I didn't appreciate that, but I did like David Spade, who is a lot in in Black Sheep, mm-hmm. <laughs> and is very funny. So he's very good in Tommy Boy too. What happens? I so okay, that. so Tommy Boy uh, is a movie about uh, Chris Farley is kind of like the uh, the fuck up fail son of a guy who owns a automobile parts manufacturing d- business right. uh, somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. Um, he's like the fail son of this guy who has this very powerful company. Uh, and it's like a factory town sort of a situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, Tommy graduates from college. He comes home and uh, gets a job in the factory. 
a very clear nepotism sort of situation. Everybody knows it, but he's also kind of like beloved by a lot of the people who work at the factory because really? he's just like the boss's kid and they all like watched him grow up. So there's like this, there's <laughs> this funny. like sense, there's this sense that everybody's like, there's some people who are like, it's fuck you, you nepotism little brat. Yeah. And then there's a lot of people who are just like, hey, Tommy, good to see you. You're so big. Oh my God. Like, I can't believe it. <laughs> but is he like a chill dude? Is he just like, like, he's not like a hard ass. He's not making people. No, he's lives. not a hard ass at all. He's, he's a big dumb idiot. Yeah. Um, and but is, that's, he, is he making people's lives difficult? No, 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 not at all. He's like. The only time you really see him do work around the factory, he's mostly just sitting in his office just fucking around. Right. But then, like, at some point, there's, like, some sort of issue that's happening uh, in the loading docks, and uh, he used to work down there when he was a kid. Like, that was his summer job was working the loading dock. So they're like, hey, why don't you go down there and, like, talk to them and see what's going on down there? And he, like, goes down there and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm, like, noticing that you guys have uh, this one marked down for two days when that trip should only really take one day and they're like that's because it's a different state you're looking at there uh <laughs> you're looking at the wrong version of that city and he's like oh and he's like shit. oh geez and they're like you fucking idiot why don't you go back to college and and le- learn a map <laughs> uh but so basically it's all about like you know his his role in this town and in this factory and among this community and then his dad dies and um yes the their whole business is kind of like thrown in turmoil because all these like i guess like the idea is that his dad was like kind of the face of the company and like uh-huh. he did a lot of the sales like individually like he had the relationships with all these uh stores oh. that stocked their parts and all these people who run the stores now are like i don't know like do we really trust this company is the quality is gonna, it go, gonna down, go downhill yeah. like who's gonna be in charge i don't know there's a bigger company that makes these parts. Like, let's just go with them. Wow. And so it's like Tommy goes on the road with David Spade, who plays like his dad's former right hand man. And the smart one. Yeah. He's the smart. He's the one who actually knows everything. And right. Tommy's an idiot and they don't like each other, but then they grow to like each other over the course of this road trip that they go on together <laughs> to like go and try to like win all these clients back. And at the beginning, Tommy's an idiot and he can't sell for shit. But then by the end, like he starts to like tap into his dad's, spirit a little bit and he like gets the confidence together to like sell the product and whatever it's a really charming movie and i gotta say like there's a b plot with like rob Lowe and uh this, rob Lowe. this woman he's the guy from parks and recs yes uh-huh rob Lowe and this woman and they're like grifters who are like trying to steal the family fortune and whatever oh yeah uh, don't Doesn't give matter. a shit about that's it that's sort of the same problem that adam's family one has mm-hmm. where it's like you're having a great time with the Adams family. And then there's this other thing that's happening with yeah, yeah, faster. Yeah. And you're like, that really, it just feels like you're devoting this? so much time to it exclusively for the, like for one thing to happen at the end of the movie. Right. For there it's, to be, there's some like bow one on thing it, yeah. that happens. <laughs> that's just like, and this happens and, and whatever we devoted 10 minutes to this probably. <laughs> uh, but it's really, it's really charming. It has a lot of like fun, small town stuff. There's a lot of fun road trip stuff. There's a lot more like Chris Farley's acting. I feel like gets pigeonholed a lot as like, you know, loud guy comedy, but he really has like, like watching this movie, like he has a lot of dimensions that you don't really realize. He's really charming. (laughs) A lot of the time he's really like, he's able to sell like 
the 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 emotional weight of a lot of things a lot better than you expect him to for yeah. a guy who like mostly like falls through tables and stuff <laughs> like he's like when his dad dies like the way that he talks about his dad the way that he talks about himself like this like self-loathing that he has around like his own stupidity and like there's a girl who he's hanging out with and like the way that he talks to her is really tender and like yeah. it's, it's just really nice and like him and david spade i mean at this time in their careers they're like easily easily the best comedic duo of their generation i mean like <laughs> the the chemistry between them is like outrageous and yeah. there's one scene where like there's like a hot girl swimming in a pool and david spade is like watching her from the window in the hotel is they're that staying where that at. gif where chris farley lifts his little sunglasses up no 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 no, no. Oh. um so like david spade is like watching her from a window and he starts jacking off and then chris farley <laughs> comes in the door and like catches him and he's like hiding under the blanket and he's just like he's like i wasn't doing anything i was reading memos <laughs> and he's like well how were you reading memos when your suitcase is all the way over here and he's like really making a meal of it he's like he just keeps going and going and going just like pun after pun after pun of just like different ways of like very clearly saying you were jacking off but not saying it like he's like that's a pretty girl down there i wonder if she dates one of the yankees <laughs> it's a really it's 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 a classic for a reason i would really recommend giving it another watch it's, it's yeah very worth it and you have you seen black sheep Yes, I love Black Sheep also, but I actually think I, don't I think Tommy Boy is better. I think Black Sheep is more one-dimensional. I don't really remember what happens in that movie. I just remember it being funnier to me. It's his brother is like running for governor or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a political dimension to it. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I bet I'm probably wrong. Like my stupid kid self was yeah. like, "This one's funnier, and this one's probably a better movie." It is the sequel, and I don't think it was like as well received. But um, yeah, I think Black Sheep had like more zaniness to it. I remember there's something with like like Gary Busey's brother, or maybe it's just actually Gary Busey, uh, but he like has like a bazooka. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh man, that's a weird movie. Yeah. Um. Well, that sounds lovely. Tommy Boy is fantastic, though. I'd really recommend giving it another watch. And it's real funny. It's really funny, like, yeah. Uproarious, it's I would say. It's very, very funny, At yeah. the time. I would definitely recommend getting high, but... I it, will. It's definitely... <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, speaking of bizarre movies, mm-hmm. um, the movie I watch is a movie I forgot to talk about. Um I d- didn't honestly watch it this week. I watched it a couple weeks ago, mm. but I did want to mention it. Uh, I did want to talk about it. Um, I watched Malignant. Oh, okay. Have you heard about that? I've heard about it. I don't know anything about it. I just know that there's discourse and <laughs> I'm meant to have watched it, but I haven't watched it. Um, so Malignant is a movie that, yeah, there was all through October. There was, people talking about it Mm -hmm. and I did watch a review of it. Um, and the big question of the movie is, is this serious or does this movie know that it's this insane? Mm -hmm. Um, after watching it, I don't know. So what's the basic, uh, so it is past Halloween. I'm going to spoil the movie. There's a big, there's like, unless you don't want me to, there's a I don't give a shit. I know you don't give a shit. So Folks, hit that hit that fast forward. If you don't want to know what the movie's about and you've somehow gotten to a point where you know what the movie is, but you ha- don't know what it is actually about, um yeah, skip this whole thing, but because I'm going to tell you. 
because it's you need to know this to like <laughs> understand why you should watch it. Because mm-hmm. um, I would have never watched this movie. Like I don't. I like horror movies in general, but I usually like stupid ones. And I don't usually like. I don't go. I'm not the kind of horror fan who goes to see Annabelle every you know, every Conjuring fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah like yeah, I don't yeah. want to see shitty. I, do people funny. go see those? They're very popular. Yeah, that's insane. The first one sucked ass. I know. I, never, I, know. I saw that and I was like, "Well, I'm never going to see another one of these again." Yeah, I saw the original Conjuring and I was like, "I don't. This is not for me." Um, so this movie though is directed by James Wan. Okay, a man who directed Saw, mm-hmm. uh, and then went on to do Stranger and Stranger Things. One of which we've talked about on this show, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. So has gotten really weird. Um, and this movie is a movie where a woman is in an abusive relationship. Uh, she lives in a house that is for some reason really small on the outside. And then like the sets are this basketball court size. Like a house room. of leaves sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's not a part of the move. Oh, scary. Okay. It's just like weirdly made um, where you see this like tiny little cabin and then you like are, are inside. It's this like, huge house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so bizarre for so many reasons, but that's one of them. Um, but she's in this abusive relationship and she, he like pushes her against the wall and she gets a head wound. And, um, she basically starts having eyes of Laura Mar style visions of, which are, is done as, um, instead of seeing her eyes don't go away, but she is, um, like CG. She's basically like all of a sudden transported to the scene of someone's death. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> what happened? What you basically, it seems like she's somehow connected to this killer, and the killer's like calling her on the phone, and she can like hear its his thoughts and stuff. Um, and it gets more and more implausible of what's happening, and the movie starts to get really strange. Like she goes to prison because they. Be, the bodies of this killer like start appearing in her attic and stuff mm-hmm. uh, and she like goes to jail and there's like a 70s like foxy brown style lady with like a big fro just like starts to get really strange and what you find out the twist of the movie about two thirds in is that she has a twin in her head <laughs> Who takes over her body. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> who takes over her body. And it when she got hit over in the head, it like cracked her skull. And it's like little face comes out. No. <laughs> like basket case. Like fucking like Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Quirrell. Um, and is... Uh, he's mad because he's been trapped inside of the skull for uh, so long. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> and he's like this little guy. <laughs> where did, where did this come out? Theaters, I think. It was. A th- it was. Well, like a I don't know. Movie. But was it, it like a Netflix movie? It would have been a theater movie. I mean, I think it did come out in theaters. I would fuck. I feel like I would walk out. Okay, here's the thing: is it's so funny. It's not. It's like. Here's the bit. The big conversation is this movie is so entertaining Mm -hmm. and so funny. Is it on purpose or is it not? And I think the 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 thing is that that doesn't matter Uh because 
once you're involved in this movie, you cannot look away because it's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and it's like the premise is like once that once you once it is revealed of what happened, then we are treated to the most bizarre like matrix style action where she's like the monster but it's like her body backwards <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like no her bones like break and she's like acting all like her, she's like a cgi character and she can like jump up buildings and like do flips and shit <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it just becomes an insane gore fest <laughs> where she's like shooting like hundreds of cops. Uh-huh. Uh, like she is breaking out of jail and there's like this enormous like cop house where they all have like, a, you know, like a newsroom bullhorn sort of like cubicle style desk. And they're just having this like elaborate like gun kata style like sh- shit starts happening. And then there's like a lot of practical effects with the like puppet shit on her uh-huh. head and stuff and like flashbacks to it being like operated on and talking I'm like I fucking hate you. I I know this is going to come as no surprise to anybody but this sounds like Aquaman. <laughs> exactly. It has the same feeling of like this is so insane. No one should ever have made this and then put so much money that you could have done this stuff. Yeah. That's the thing. Is that if this movie was made in the 80s, it would be absurd and bad like basket case or yeah. or like I, i'm imagining like visually like beetlejuice <laughs> uh-huh that's how i'm picturing it um y- sure i mean in but, the 80s i mean yeah yeah but in the 80s i feel like it would be even more low budget like than mm-hmm. beetlejuice like it would be like reanimator or something where it's yeah, just yeah. like this clearly they had a bucket of blood and they have a shitty little puppet on the girl's head or whatever uh-huh. but it's like they had that idea from the 80s and they're like, what if we make it like a hundred million dollar oh movie and then like just take it way too far. Um, so it's it's really unique in that <laughs> it's not a movie that it because like I, there's movies that still get made that are so bad that they're good. Like a movie called Wish Upon is mm-hmm. one of those or had like Ryan Felipe in it. And it was like a horror movie, but it was just so awful that it's funny to watch. Yeah. But this isn't really like that because it's not funny because it's bad. It's it's funny because it's like Aquaman where yeah. it's like, are we really doing this? <laughs> and we're doing it this committed <laughs> to how insane this is. We're really we're doing the crab people. We're They're doing, playing drums. We're doing octopus drummer and we're doing cute crab or crab Gundam. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing Crab Gundam. I gotta watch that movie again. That movie man. is so fun. Oh. I keep. It's. Have you ever tried? Did to, they make more of them? Um, no, no, no more Aquaman's. Oh. Um, have you tried to explain to somebody why they should watch Aquaman? Who like? <laughs> I haven't. No. There's it's, been. There's been a couple of friends where I'm like, no, no, it's not a good superhero movie, but it's an insane movie that you should watch. It's like. Um, it's hard to explain. It, how fun it, it is. has the feeling of like. Like if they made the Star Wars cantina now, <laughs> like if like if like a modern Star Wars had like the cantina scene in it, like yeah, and it was underwater and sort of like, you know what it is? Is it it always feels like it should have the Little Mermaid under the sea playing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's movies, and I think that this movie has a lot of those 
sensibilities where it's like I'm making a very stupid movie and I'm going to do it very stupid and very fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, I'm literally picturing Willem Dafoe on the hammerhead <laughs> shark and just, just smile. <laughs> just having a great time. Uh, yeah. I, I think I, it was funny cause I read a lot of like stuff or I saw on Twitter, like I was kind of trying not avoiding like the uh-huh. spoilers cause I didn't really care, but I wasn't really interested in it cause I just thought it was a bad movie. Right. Um, but, I did see some like James Wan being like, yeah, I was trying to like wanted to make a movie that was a little bit like older horror movies and like that are sort of weirder and stuff. And it's like, I don't care what you were trying to do. What you did is insane. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, I think it's it's one of the more unique horror movies that have ever been made. Uh, I don't think you would be mad at it. I think you would. (laughs) If you go in with the right expectations, it's so dumb and so it does take a long time. Like for the first like 45 minutes in the movie, you're like, this is just a stupid movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it doesn't know that it's stupid. And then there's like a turn and it's like, oh, it knows exactly how stupid it is. (laughs) So I had a great time watching Malignant. Um, It's a very, very dumb movie, but uh, I think for a certain kind of person, absolutely what you want out of a horror movie <laughs> is just to not really ever be scared, but to just be constantly baffled by what you're looking at. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I got to check that shit out. Yeah, that check it out. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about the movie we watched. Yes. Uh, we watched 1995's Angus. Yes. Uh, this is this is the this is the one that I. Really, I, I've said this a couple times, but I have kind of a bad memory for like stuff from this long ago mm-hmm. where it's like, I think I saw this movie. Um, and this one, I definitely saw some of. Yeah, this is I, my feeling as well as I know that I've seen some of this. I either saw it when I was really too young to really grasp any of it or I saw some of it on television that's what i was or, yeah my my sense is i saw this like flipping through channels and i never really stuck around for the whole thing right um i knew it exclusively as the reason why the uh green day song jar got a got like any popular. sort of release yeah uh it's a b-side that was supposed to be on dookie that they ended up cutting and i i think wrongfully because i think it's a very good song so the so <sighs> My my recollection of this movie was that it was my in my memory it's a Disney or Nickelodeon production. Oh, interesting. Like, specifically Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Like it was sort of of that in in the trailers and in the marketing and what I remember about the movie, it had a sort of like snow day. I'm trying to remember yeah, yeah, like yeah. um I'm trying to remember a Harriet the, Harry the Spy kind of like tone where it was like a little wacky, little goofy and irreverent, mm-hmm. uh, but clearly for kids or middle, you know, teen tweens or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, my, my feeling of it was that it was like more of the, uh, like Pete and Pete. Yes. Or like, um, Nickelodeon. Yeah. Well, Nickelodeon, but I was going to say more towards like, more trending towards like a Freaks and Geeks or like a uh, Empire Records. Okay. And, and Pete and Pete, I kind of consider in that sort of in that sort of sphere as well of like these sort of like vaguely alternative sort of like 
not quite like Gen X grungy nihilist sort of thing, but like rather like copping a little bit of that style to tell a kid's story and be like, but we put cool music in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, People wear some cool outfits. I think it's, I think part of it is colored by the fact that when I was little, I used to get a magazine called Disney adventures mm-hmm. a monthly, um, which was the shape and size of a TV guide uh, and about as thick. Yeah. And it was, uh, about a third just like advertisements for Disney properties that were coming out. Mm-hmm. And then especially early on, like pretty interesting and I've gone back and read them, but like pretty interesting, like just journalistic reporting on like stuff they thought kids would be interested in the nineties. So it's like, I work as a tour manager or something. And it was yeah, just, like yeah, an yeah. interview with like somebody like, I work with Green Day and I, you know, all this stuff or like I'm on sets or I'm an animator. Or I like climb volcanoes or whatever. Like yeah. just fun stuff. I've um, always wanted to like go on eBay and find somebody selling like a stack of old Nickelodeon magazines. I used to love Nickelodeon magazines. I never they got it. I never, got, I always wanted it, but my mom was like, <laughs> I'm not paying for that. Well, they had like the best anime, like, like indie com- comics would mm-hmm. like, it, it seemed like, the place you would get money if you were like an indie comic person to right. like draw little birds doing little kid friendly jokes and like get paid a couple hundred bucks for the yeah. those trips. Um, yeah, though that and Disney adventures is how I remember Angus is like either promotional or like little interviews with the actors or whatever. Like I remember yeah. that sort of being around. This movie is hard to explain tonally. Mm-hmm. Um, what it really is it, I do think it feels a little Pete and Petey, but it's it's not a irre- it's not surreal and it's not irreverent really. Right. It's a extremely earnest movie, um, a very sincere story about a kid who goes to high school and has issues. Yeah. Um. So and, and 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 it is funny. Like it's funny in parts. Yeah. It's funny in part. There's a character who like the the his friend is very funny. Oh, Troy, um, who is um, the you know him Sh- from Shermanator in American Pie. Yeah, he's in everything. He's, yeah, uh, he's in uh, Major Pain. He's <laughs> yeah. in uh, which I talked he about was last week. A very uh, interesting looking kid. <laughs> yeah, he was in um, uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's the kid with the goggles, right? No, no, that's Seth Green. He um, oh, no, fuck, he's the right. kid who always steals. No, oh, yeah, he's in the background of scenes, just like shoplifting and stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so this movie is about Angus Bethune, who um, lives with his mom, Kathy Bates, mm-hmm. who uh, drives a truck, um, and his grandpa, Arlie Ermey. Yep. Um, and uh, he is a fat kid, is sort of his main thing. Is yeah. That he's, he's, he's a fat kid. He's kind of shy. He's, he's very shy. He's, he's an outcast. Uh, he's awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really it. He's very good at science, and he's, he's, a, he's pretty a, good at football. He's like a smart kid who is big yeah. and clearly uncomfortable in his skin, and but plays football. Um, he has a crush on this girl. It's sort of Doug, like you know, it's a very classic sort of yeah. setup where it's just a, a kind of sad guy you can maybe relate to. Um, has a crush on a girl he's never talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl from Jurassic Park. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and. The her boyfriend, the the school bully, Dawson, James Vanderbeek, yeah, <laughs> doing a great job. Yeah, uh, 
that kid is fun because he I feel like James Vanderveek had a resurgence for a minute because people realized like how long he's been putting up with like having to play a certain type of guy because of the way he looks yeah and just like being a really kind guy uh and always being an asshole <laughs> uh, he looks like an asshole yeah um but um yeah so lots of way more famous or like you know recognizable faces angus himself is nobody nobody he doesn't his, work again after this his name is charlie talbert he's good though he doesn't even have a wikipedia he doesn't he's on the tv show Var- varsity blues though mm-hmm. um but yeah and now he just seems to do um cameos okay he's on cameo and you can get him to do a cameo for you i was in angus yeah he has an imdb though he doesn't have a wikipedia though um i guess he's like he plays a desk sergeant in watchmen like he's doing <laughs> bit parts yeah 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 which is weird because he's good in this movie. he's really good in this so i'm good. really impressed by him in this i think his his biggest failing point is his comedic chops I think he's right. not funny in he's this. He's not funny. When they try to make him funny, he's not funny. But when he has to be sincere, like, he cries really well. Pulls your and that's heart not out easy the- to do. All right. So here, here's the thing is that this movie starts off like a very paint by numbers uh, high school comedy mm-hmm. where you're just like, oh, you follow Fackid. And this, the premise of the movie is that uh, during the prom queen and queen elections, there's a mix up and it turns out to be a prank on him basically that he is the prom king and you're supposed to vote on it. But basically James Vanderbeek does a prank. I think he stuffs the ballot box. He he stuffs the ballot box and Angus wins. Mm -hmm. And the idea is to embarrass him, um, which works. He's embarrassed. Um, And so now he, him and Troy have to like figure out how he's going to do it. He doesn't want to go to the prom at all. Yeah. But he's like, but his crush, uh, What's her name? Melissa? Whatever, yeah. Melissa so. is is the prom queen, so he would get to dance with her if he goes. Yeah. Um. So that's sort of the and main... And it's probably his only chance at ever doing it, and so he's like, well, I guess I gotta try. Right, because he's put the pussy on the pedestal, you see. Yeah, he... <laughs> in a pretty major way. In a, in a, in a very, in a, you know, in a somewhat uncomfortable way, but I think a pretty... A pretty realistic a way. A pretty realistic way, where he is a bit obsessive, a lot, maybe a lot obsessive, but he's also got this science project that research project that he's doing they don't call it a science project like he's in elementary school but it's functionally a (laughs) research project where he's like uh researching like this is one of the weaker parts of the movie i'd say because it's (laughs) what he would be doing is like making a discovery about like the of germ theory basically yeah um but it's all a metaphor for like something later him being an outcast him being an outcast um and i think that part doesn't really work for me but basically he's doing a research project because he's trying to get into i believe a private school is yeah it's like a it's like a specialty like science school for smart kids right and he wants to go because he's an outcast at his school um and he doesn't fit in and no one cares about him so he wants to go to a science school where he can sort of hopes he could be more happy um, along the way, grandpa is marrying a very young woman, um, who everyone is. This like, is, I think a weaker part of it too, is that I don't really feel like they give us enough of that yeah. in the beginning. And then out of nowhere, they're like, by the way, it's my wedding day. I'm tomorrow, getting married to a younger woman. And everybody thinks it's stupid that I'm doing that. Right. We've never really seen anyone say that, but yeah. it's like, 
about, but it's around this point where you kind of start to get the feeling that this isn't a teen comedy. Yeah. It starts to become this other thing. And I thought it was maybe for a second, it was going in this sort of, I don't know, maybe a little schmaltzier direction, like a TV made for TV movie. But then on grandpa's wedding day, he dies. Yeah. To, in this really interestingly directed sequence, because they have this thing they've been doing where he, to wake up the grandpa, he plays like revelry. Yeah. Um, dun, 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 on a record player. And like while he's talking, they're having this very heartfelt conversation about like being yourself and like not worrying what other people think. The grandpa falls asleep and he plays revelry and he doesn't wake up. Yeah. And like it's kind of lets you sit in that. And he starts crying and like realizing he's dead. It's like gets really heavy <laughs> all yeah. of a sudden. And then he like goes downstairs and like and like his mom can like read it all over his face. And, right. Like, then they let you sit with that for a little while. And she starts crying. And, and she then starts crying. And then then the he bride goes to is the crying. he goes to the park to see his old chess friend. And he and like, he, like d- knocks over the king and then sits there and cries for a while. And they let you sit with that for a bit. It's heart-wrenching yeah <laughs> i like i i, I was like because at first i was like oh is this are they playing this off of it as a joke and then like it just takes this hard tonal shift and like there's no speaking and i think i can't remember exactly what the song they choose is i think it's the score mm-hmm. but it like it really is sad yeah um and they just they really don't shy away from it at all they really just tear your heart out right in the middle of the movie and now he's dealing with like the loss of his grandfather and then i think a couple scenes after that oh oh he had gone with his grandfather to pick out a tux for the prom mm-hmm. he wanted a black tux the only thing they had in his size at the big and tall he's not that fat but like the movie is like he's real fat yeah uh, <laughs> um and like the only thing they had in his size uh, was a plum, like a dark purple suit. And yeah, he's it's like, like I velvet. Don't... It's like crushed velvet. It looks really funny in the 70s. Um, but that's all they had, so they buy, buy that. And he's like, I'm not fucking going to this wedding. Um, or not wedding, prom. The prom, yeah. Um, and meanwhile, his his grandpa, the whole movie, has been like calling him a coward for not wanting to go. And yeah. Like, he wants to like he wants to fuck up James Vanderbeek. And this is an interesting dynamic, too, because you don't really see this a lot in teen movies where like, it is a known fact that Angus can fuck up James Vanderbeek. Yeah, <laughs> like, everyone can big tell. Big time. He's, Everybody knows. He's like, like a foot taller. He's a foot he's taller. Huge. He's humongous <laughs> and compared he's a, to him. And it's like it's in the text of the movie. He's fast. Yeah. He's not a. He's not like a. Uh, he's a big kid. Yeah. He's yeah. not a fat. I mean, he is fat, but he's like. He was born that way, and he's like a football player. Yeah, he's a linebacker. He like he you see him like really, really mess a dude up. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, in the opening of the movie, he's like the reason there's a big fumble and James Vanderbeek gets the touchdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 they don't shy away from that either. Like they let like every single interaction between the two of them is very clearly painted by the fact that James Vanderbeek knows it. He yeah. knows if like that that Angus can't fight him or else he'll get suspended and he won't get to go to his cool science school. Yeah. And so he is just constantly like pestering him and being a little piece of shit to him. Well, because the the very first scene in the movie is them as little kids where he was just hitting him in the face every time he annoyed him. Yeah. And now it's high school where there's stakes for him and he can't just be violent. He will have there'll be consequences to that yeah. and so james vanderbeek is being a little shit to him like you're saying he's being a little shit and being like yeah fuck you i hate you uh i want 
to make your life a living hell and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, it's really interestingly done. You don't see that kind of stuff really done that way. Yeah. So it is about this time where I'm like, who wrote this? What is <laughs> this? Um, and I found out that, that it's based on a book, right? It's based or it's on a, a short sh- story, a short story by a, a early, early YA novelist mm-hmm. who's, who's, whose stories and novels were pretty controversial at the time for being this sort of realistic. Yeah. Um, he, a lot of parents in the eighties, um, were not happy with, you know, kids in these like books that are ostensibly for kids experiencing oppression for, you know, being gay or being fat or, you know, being disabled, which he would write about sort of explicitly. Um, not in a creepy way, but like, you know, in the, in an Angus way where it's like, this kid is different um and it was seen as not appropriate for yeah. kids to be reading uh by probably the mothers of james vanderbeek <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um and so it it starts to really feel like a short story like it mm-hmm. has those sort of like little like showing the things that you do in a novel where it's like showing big emotional moments with like little tiny moments um where he the the white the bride of his grandfather like comes to angus with like a box that says uh don't open with your superman which is a uh, a reference to something the grandfather said oh about yeah, yeah. That superman's not brave superman's not brave because he can't be hurt yeah he if he was if he could you're only brave when you can lose something um and then he opens it up and the grandfather, it has the purple suit in it and she's crying. It's fucking <laughs> tough. Yeah. And then, and then in the middle of that scene, like uh, her watch beeps. Oh God. For her to be like <laughs> time for grandpa's pill. Like, like that she would have like, cause it's something like Angus has always watched after yeah. his grandpa's pills. And then he's like passing on this duty to his new wife who he doesn't trust to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Little, it's, the- it's really heavy. The one of those that I was thinking of was, um, there's a scene where like Angus is f- considering going to the special science school and the mother is like, uh, uh, you know, the, oh, sorry. The grandfather is like, you're a fucking coward. You pussy. Like you're yeah. fucking running away from your problems to your special little school and whatever. And then the mom is like, he deserves this. Don't yeah. you get it? Like he gets tormented every day. Like he, she like explains a couple and of things like, that have happened to him. I didn't know. Well, he's, he says, I didn't know. And then he says, but that was you. Yeah. And then like in his face, you can see like that was him. And you're yeah. like, oh my God, like the way that like <laughs> Generation. this generational like fat kid thing is happening to this family yeah. and they've all under undergone the same thing and they all want to save each other from it, but no, they can't. And have like grown from it and like yeah. become better people, but like can't reckon because they don't want they, each other to have to go through it. Yeah. Ugh. It's tough. It's a tough movie. It's a yeah. really insanely tough movie. For how ultimately kind of <laughs> schmaltzy and, and little kitty it right. is, like well, it's really interesting how much of it is imbued with like really heavy emotion. Yeah, and um Grace like graciously ends in a much less heavy way. Mm-hmm. Like it allows him so uh, so after all of this stuff happens, this really intensely hard stuff in, in his life, earlier on when the movie was lighter and you thought it was going to be a 90s comedy about high school, um, he had been practicing on like a blow up doll of like dancing. Yeah. Um, 
and with Troy, it was Troy's idea, and Troy's filming him doing it. Yeah, which you know immediately. This is the thing. There's like lightly bad things in the script where it's like feels real scripty. Um, like there's incredible stuff, like we've all the stuff we've mentioned that really stood out to us of like really heavy and weighty stuff that feels really good. There's other stuff like this where it's just like, well, I guess they're gonna show this video somewhere yeah, and yeah, embarrass yeah. him. Um, and that becomes kind of the crux. So he sh- eventually. The science guy comes and he's like, oh, let me see your project or whatever. And he's basically realizes kind of wordlessly like this guy is sucks, too. Yeah. yeah, And like has just decided he's better than everyone else. And it's not going to change for him to go to this school and like do his research there. He can do it here. Um, And he basically tells him like my thesis is about this i'm a weirdo loner yeah yeah (laughs) uh i'm a guy who's different i'm an anomaly in a system and the system will reject it but it has to change uh or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Um, something like that and then he's like where are you going to mutate yeah yeah uh the cornier parts of this movie start to show definitely like the definitely not the greatest part i yeah i think like ultimately like it it really lives and dies by this sort of shit unfortunately yeah (laughs) unfortunately uh and so he does go to the prom and he um is crowned the prom king and uh kind of in a carry style thing uh, so this part is is interesting because the whole movie Melissa has been treated as a non-entity yeah like she doesn't speak she you almost maybe don't hear her talk and I I was a little uncomfortable with that decision, but I think the idea is you're seeing the movie through Angus's eyes, right? Yeah, and and, and through James Vanderbeek's eyes in some ways, where yeah. like she's just this pawn who's being put like he's seeing her as this object that he wants to obtain, and and James Vanderbeek is seeing her as like a pawn in his game against Angus. Yeah, he is a is is a a, a carrot he can wave. Yeah, neither of them treating her like a person. Right. Um. So we kind of like find ourselves at the prom now. Oh, and 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 an interesting angle too that you know in in the dynamic between Angus and James Vanderbeek that again not something you see in a, a movie ever is um, <laughs> that like one of James Vanderbeek's like little shit friends is just like what if Angus is like really good at dancing? Oh yeah, I love and they're that all just scene. they're all like fuck. Wait, what if he is really good at dancing? Yeah, and like James Vanderbeek takes this very seriously He's as like, like a serious threat to him. Where he's like. <laughs> fuck what if he is really good at dancing he's like, we're gonna figure it out we're gonna figure it out <laughs> and so they're at the dance and you can tell that he's sweating it yeah and he's just like all right all right here we go he's got to suck at dancing yeah, it's, i'm sure he sucks uh yeah so they crown him the prom king they're they're backstage and uh angus and melissa are backstage and they speak i think the first words to each other and melissa just says I'm really nervous. I sweat a lot when I'm nervous. And he's just like, he can't even respond to that. I I really liked that scene because it's not like, oh, I'm put at ease by Melissa. He's still like, what? Like, I I don't know what to say. Uh, And she's like, she's like, he's like, yeah, I I also sweat when I'm (laughs) nervous. And she's like, well, I guess you're a boy and you're allowed to sweat or whatever. And he's like, what? And she's like, he's he's like, why are you nervous? And she's like, well, everyone's going to be looking at us. He's like, I thought you'd be used to everyone looking at you, um, yeah. which is a, it's such an interesting line. Cause it's like a, a rude thing to say to her, but also like really realistic. And mm-hmm. she's sort of taken aback by it. Um, and then they just walk out on the stage. Um, 
and and then they play the video of him dancing yeah. with the with the blow up doll. And what's great about this sequence is that instead of focusing on Angus, Melissa is embarrassed and she runs off stage right. and it, out into the parking lot. And Angus is like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> like he feels like he did something wrong. Yeah. Um, and she's just like, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at him. Like I'm mad at James Vanderbeek. Yeah. For, for being like a fucking Rick for being a fucking asshole. Who's like, embarrassing me too like clearly isn't thinking about her feelings at all just trying to you know get at angus but she's on stage too and then she in a weird but ultimately i think pretty affecting moment just says like do you want to know something about me and he says i want to know anything about you and she says i'm bulimic and yeah really (laughs) sweet scene where like she's like do you even know what that is and he's like i'm a fucking fat guy like i know of course i know what it is (laughs) he's like i've tried i couldn't and then he like has like a corny little joke that like lightens the mood a little bit uh which doesn't land at all no uh (laughs) because again he's not funny (laughs) he's not funny but i almost like that about him yeah he's like not he's not well that it works because it's supposed to be kind of like a shitty joke that lightens the mood but like Scenes yeah. where like he like gets water all over himself like that doesn't really land. It's for like me. all of his acting chops turn off when he's trying to be like funny. Yeah, um, and it's great in this sequence and one of the, the only one of the only times it works <laughs> where he's like playing a completely unfunny dweeb. Yeah, um, but that lightens the mood and they kind of both realize that he, in that moment he sort of realizes that she's a person. Yeah, and seems like he feels kind of bad for not realizing that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he's like, let's just go back in. Let's do the dance. Like, to fuck it. We're both embarrassed, you know. And then they go back in. And uh, then they have the f- teenager sequence, right? right? Like, this is the sort of, like, this is how the movie I thought was going to be, where he, like... He has, like, the big epic monologue and whatever. And, like, yeah, James Vanderbeek, like, comes in and, like, he's like, all right, enough is enough. It was a joke. Like, you fucking stop dancing with him. And she's like, fuck you. He punches Angus, uh, really fucks him up for a little bit. And Angus doesn't fight back. Although now he knows he's not going to the special science school. But he still isn't fighting back because now he's grown as a character. Right. So uh, he's pushing him a little bit while he's saying. Yeah, he's like, he has this whole monologue about how he's like, everybody's fucking weird, you fucking piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, he's like, like, what do you... Some people are d- tall. Some people are short. Some people have braces. And you, you want to put everybody in a little box. You want everyone to be just like you. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, is not wrong. He's It's an in- it's a good message. Yeah. Uh, it's a little heavy handed. Uh-huh. And it, it does. And it's, it's funny because I, I was trying to put myself in a mindset where I hadn't heard I hadn't been exposed to people tweeting and everyone clapped to yeah, like make yeah, fun yeah. of people lying, you know? And it's like, it's a movie. Like, of course it doesn't always happen where everyone claps, but sometimes everyone claps, especially in this situation. So it didn't bother me too much. No, I was trying not to be too like irony poisoned. Um, that part isn't so bad. There are some worse moments in the, in the movie, but yeah, you know, he, he wins the movie. And she's like, do you want to, walk me home and yeah. then they they he wins he he makes every, everyone turn on rick and then they walk home together uh and then 
He walks Melissa to her house, basically wordlessly. I think it's implied that they're having a conversation, but they didn't write that part. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, she gives him a little peck on the cheek, which I was glad they didn't like get him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he has like a he has a monologue at the end, which is like, and maybe she really likes me, and maybe she doesn't, but I feel good about myself. Yeah. And, like, uh, you know, I can do my. I'm work. glad that they ended it on that. Like they didn't make it like, and she falls in love with him. Yeah, and, and then they, they live happily they ever. Live happily ever. It's very nice to have that sort of Wonder Years sort of ending where it's like this is realistic. It's like it's a high school. It's high school. Crush, like you know? it's it's you know, I just felt good. I've I learned something about myself. I learned something about people, and that's yeah. what it's all about at this and, age. And and the the you know if you really need it to be like oh she really does like him. They have that like really nice little shot of her just like peeking through her like blinds at him Mm -hmm. like while he's walking away because she cares about him that doesn't mean she wants to fuck him but you know she clear they clearly had like some kind of bond you know some sort of yeah understanding with each other and you know hopefully they will be friends at least um and that's the movie um i will say we didn't really talk about it very much but i think troy very yeah. funny. Troy's great. He's I mean, so funny throughout the whole movie. He's he really like a lot of these cornier parts, a lot of the parts that drag, a lot of the parts that aren't working so well. He really is like a a a a, a, a you know he's a, he's a, he's a light in the darkness. He's 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 giving you something to grab onto. Well, because because Tro- Troy, whose name is Chris Owen, as is the actor, he really has comedy chops. Yes, and he he obviously went on to do some of the biggest comedies of the 90s mm-hmm. like the American Pie series um and we we said them at the beginning oh he's in Black Sheep too oh, that's funny uh, <laughs> um so he's clearly a funny kid and knows how to make a scene kind of joyful in that way yeah so he also i love their relationship mm-hmm. and like how they even when they fight like there's a part he's like right when they get to the dance he's like fuck you fuck you <laughs> You want to dance? <laughs> He's like, I like that yeah, he, he yeah. punches out James Vanderbeek at the end just for fun. Oh, just yeah. like <laughs> sucker punches him real bad. <laughs> and that's just like his ending. Yeah. Well, he broke his arm. Yeah. Like uh, James Vanderbeek breaks Troy's arm. And yeah. then that part is so that part I really liked, too. Uh yeah, we, that had a real like kitchen sink sort of vibe to it, where it yes. just is like it's like really like for a second you're just like you're not making you're this like, isn't oh, a movie. Fuck, this is a kid <laughs> getting hurt. Uh, but uh, James Vanderbeek and his crew is trying to get Troy to give them something to embarrass Angus with at the prom, and Troy is trying to be a good friend and is like, no, I'm not gonna fucking do it. They keep, they're throwing him in a dumpster. And yeah, stuff. they're like slamming the top on his head and stuff. And like, it feels like it feels very. Uh, 90s slapstick comedy like a teen comedy yeah and then they like drag him out of the dumpster and he falls and like clearly breaks his arm and he's like crying he's crying like really like unflatteringly and it's just and like so perfect and and, and james vanderbeek's friends are just like fuck this we're out of here like this has gone too far they yeah. leave and james vanderbeek like doesn't know what to do so he's just kind of like see you see what fucking happens? Yeah, man? yeah. He's like trying to like make it still be threatening, but yeah. he feels clearly really bad that he didn't mean to take it that far. And uh, and Troy's just like crying. He's like, okay, I don't know. Uh, that part is so good. Like yeah. the, the movie is very uneven. It yeah, ha- it has some of like the best teen stuff I've seen in a in a like a 
in a teen high school movie like maybe ever yeah like it's it was so surprising how deeply affected i was by this movie about this like kid um and then it has like i think pretty like made for tv level schmaltz (laughs) parts in it too um and i think that's just like hard to reconcile because yeah you know kathy bates is incredible arlie ermy does a great job i think kathy bates doesn't have enough to do i wish she had more to do i wish she had because more to that do. sequence with her and arlie ermy is just le- like you know you're watching like academy award-winning actors just like yeah. act great uh and that and the and the sequence they have to do is so poignant um and then you don't get too much too many more scenes that way yeah um it's so interesting. It like has so many good pieces. Yeah. It's just like it's 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 as though it's it's an unfinished painting, you know? It's like it's like seeing a painting like if you've ever seen a painting that's like halfway done where like they've like sketched out everything. It's mm-hmm. all on the page and they've like gotten all the detail into like a couple of the people in the foreground and maybe like a couple of the things in the background and they've really got all those really fleshed out and the rest of these are just kind of like a little drawing of a guy that like he's like I'm I'm going to get to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get to it. It'll all look this good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then like somebody is like you got to put it out now and he's like oh, oh butterscotch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it seems like one of those movies that like kind of had this sense that it was like four kids and there was like formulas for that and like it has to feel a little bit like a Disney movie, you yeah. know, like it has to feel a little bit like, and then he gets the girl in the end. And then like, I was multiple times during this movie. I was like, is this movie really going to just kick you in the teeth? And he's like going to fail. And like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, how dark is this going to get? I know. Right. Um, And it was, you know, like I said, graciously, it ends like nicely. Um, that just feels too schmaltzy to like really make everything else so worth it. So it's like, yeah, it's, I, I'm not as on the fence as I'm saying though. Cause this is a good movie. Like, I, yeah, I would definitely still recommend it. I think it's, it's, it, it, it's a good enough, like the pieces that are good are great. It's so the good. The pieces that are bad are not as bad as they could be. So I think all told, I think it, it levels out to still being a pretty good movie. That's the thing. And is, the soundtrack is great i love oh, the yeah. soundtrack oh, so yeah. much they da- we should we haven't even talked about that they dance the slow dance at the end is to mazzy star mm-hmm. like their big song which i've always forget the name of yeah um there's i think a weezer song there's yeah a there's bunch a of- weezer beast it's all b-sides of like some of the greatest like alt rock and pop punk bands of that era yeah I don't know why, like, it's such a unique thing to do, too. I don't really know that that happens too much, where they're just like, give us give us your B-sides. I know, but it's such a good idea. Because yeah. you're like, oh, Green Day, I've never even heard this song before. Yeah, exactly. Like, I now, <laughs> like, forever, I mean, before I'd ever seen this movie, I knew this movie because I knew that song. Right. Um, there was one, I Shazammed one, because I'd never heard it, but there's a, a love spit love song called mm-hmm. Am I Wrong? There's just like great, honestly, great soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Whereas if you do it with a hit, then the hit will always surpass the movie. Like, for example, yeah. like Jimmy World's uh, The Middle is huge song. Mm-hmm. Did you remember that it was a Van Wilder soundtrack song? <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't remember the that. The video, the music video has like a vague tie oh, yeah, into they're Van like Wilder. Going in the pool and stuff. Yeah. Um, yes. I forgot about that. Uh, but that's the big problem with like 
you can't you have to make a song a hit mm-hmm. that's what people forgot to learn from jerry bruckheimer who like would starting with days of thunder like get a big band to record a new song that would be a hit for the movie yeah but then everyone was just like well just make a soundtrack with a bunch of hits in it and people will buy our soundtrack for right yeah. and it's like well no one's gonna remember that or care about that because they can hear the songs elsewhere yeah um but yeah, this was a good idea and has a really, it doesn't feel like a cash in either. It just feels like, you know, they like Green Day. They mentioned Green Day by name a couple times mm-hmm. in, in the, in, and this is 1995. So it's a year after Dookie. It's the year of Insomniac and they're at like the first height of their fame. Yeah. Um, so it, it's very realistic feeling. And I think, uh, I think at worst it's about as good as the wonder years is yeah you know like the wonder years is a schmaltzy kind of but it also has like deeply re- but i i think this is better than the wonder years i yeah. think there's more deeply resonant moments in this than in the entirety of the wonder years absolutely um, like this there's stuff in this that felt like six feet under sopranos level mm-hmm. like this is someone trying to because it's based off of a short story it feels yeah. like novelistic type writing of yeah. like I was gonna say it's like poetry. I was gonna say yeah. it's like it's like it's like Whitman. It's like these like little <laughs> moments of just like these like very vivid images that you get for like half a second. Yeah. And like and it's it's like, all you get though. And you're gonna think about it for <laughs> a while. It's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like deeply affecting. Yeah. Um yeah, I am not ashamed to say that this movie is a big tear jerker. Yeah. It it made me cry a lot. Uh and I mean you know, you've been saying like as a parent uh, I was thinking about you uh, watching this movie because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's a kid and she's like trying to protect it. And like that stuff is really tough yeah. for me. And I'm not even a parent. Uh, so, yeah, watch out if you are. Um, <laughs> but again, I would go into I think the best way to go into this movie is to think that it is an OK, like Disney movie. Like, yeah. Like a yeah, like yeah. a like a like a 90s Nickelodeon Harry the Spy type thing. And then be obviously you can because you just listen to this whole episode but <laughs> if you're gonna watch it like it's a it it has some lows like we're saying it has lows that are about as bad as a, a nickelodeon movie from that time but its highs are some of the most interestingly well-made and well-written scenes i've seen in a movie in a long time yeah so i i gotta recommend it yeah i'm gonna recommend it too i'm also gonna say that it it ties back to something we talked about a couple of weeks ago with um, shows like Skins and like mm. um, uh, what's the the HBO one with Zendaya? Uh, Euphoria. Euphoria. Yeah, like shows like Skins and Euphoria that I feel like miss the mark of like what it's like to be a teenager in real life. Like this, I think, like really nails a lot of the awkwardness and a lot of like the the like mundane conversation and like just like nonsensical like like there's a scene where like angus is like describing the way that he gets like butterflies in his stomach and he's like yeah. i get nervous every time i see her and i get this feeling in my stomach and and um troy's just like you get a boner in your stomach <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a really i think that really sums up like that element of it pretty yeah. well um I think it, yeah, I think it's a very good movie. I would definitely recommend it. It's ex- it's like exceedingly cute, and like even if you don't like resonate as much as we did with like some of like the more serious stuff, like you're not gonna feel like you had a bad time. Like yeah. it's it's not bad and like the bad parts aren't bad enough to 
to make you be like, ugh, why am I watching this? It's just like, it's we're I think we're 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 t- talking about it this way because the highs are so high mm-hmm. and so unexpectedly high that the parts where it feels schmaltzy, like, are just so disappointing. I think, um, but yeah, good one. Good one. I liked it. So that's the end of forgotten comedy 90s comedies yes um next uh next week and and for the coming month oh yeah let's announce what it's gonna it's, be it's december yeah now i think not yet almost it is the monday the last <laughs> monday of 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 november so uh this coming month uh it is our uh second birthday yes um, it is this the second anniversary of the show so we're treating ourselves <laughs> To, um, we're actually not. We're torturing ourselves. We're, we're treating ourselves <laughs> to some of the greatest films ever made. <laughs> we're talking the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking the Dark Knight. Yeah. Well, we're, I guess. What else do we have on the list? I know we shouldn't spoil all of the choices. Oh, why not? Whatever. All right, whatever. Let people let people look them up. We're we're watching the greats. Uh, so th- I think the, the 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 theme of this is I think we're calling like Reddit sacred cows, <laughs> like movies that most people you know think are the best movie of all time that we, well you know we'll have to. Well, well I think I think we're gonna we're gonna piss a couple people off because the first one is They Live, <laughs> and then well, we're doing The Godfather, Shawshank Redemption, and Dark Knight. So it's like movies that a specific cohort of like IMDb type raters mm-hmm. uh, that movies that are very popular, yeah. like for better, or for worse. If you're, gonna, if you're, what you want to be picturing is the two soy face guys pointing at, <laughs> at a <the> DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The so soy Wojak or whatever. And it's just, it, it's just a DVD. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. A, a DVD of the movie um, that, I mean, I guess the implication here is that we don't think they are as good mm-hmm. as they are lauded as. Um, anything, I think a lot of people think on the on the IMDb 250, um, I think a lot of people don't think that they're as good as all of that. Yeah. But these are movies that our generation has declared are classics. Mm-hmm. And I think most... And we're going to reinvestigate them. Right, we're mostly we're, we're putting on our little detective outfits. <laughs> we're, we're, we're putting a monocle in our eye, and we're, we're inspecting him. With I'm, our... I'm I'm a dog. Yeah, Jeremy's a dog. I'm wearing a I'm wearing a deer stalker hat, and I have a bubble pipe. I'm 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 a dog in a trench coat. <laughs> he has long. That's how I want ears. you to be. That's how I want you to be picturing me this month. <laughs> he has long floppy ears and men's saddle shoes. Yep, um, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, and we're gonna reinvestigate them. Maybe we will, maybe we'll hate them. Maybe maybe we we'll will. like them more. I haven't seen Shawshank in uh, probably a decade. Over a decade, for sure. I haven't. Seen I remember since. thinking it's nothing special, but I'm very excited to see if yeah, I still think it's that. super interesting because I actually really enjoyed Shawshank. I, you know, my dad considered one of his favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember buying him the soundtrack for his like Father's Day one year, and yeah, he would, like playing it all the time. So, you know that. I think that I probably won't think it is the best film ever made, but you know, we'll have to, we'll have to find out. (laughs) We'll have to find out. So check that out next month. We will not be doing Christmas movies. Nope. Um, Mostly because there aren't that many good Christmas movies, 
Uh, and we've covered a lot of them now. We've, now we've covered a lot of them. And uh, it's just, you know, we're going to enjoy Christmas movies on. I I really just want to watch Muppet Christmas Carol, and that will be all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but check all that out next month. We'll see you next week for They Live. Is, is that the first one? That's the first one. We are not going to agree on this one. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, but uh, if you'd like to hear more of our show, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss where you will get weekly bonus episodes and access to every weekly bonus episode we've ever done which is mostly the movie news of that time but also big genre type things and uh you know other movie ideas and i know what you're thinking movie news that's not going to have a lot of replay value you'd uh, be surprised (laughs) you'd be very surprised actually They, they do i feel like i've gone back and listened to a lot of those episodes they're all pretty fucking funny. <laughs> they they work out on their own and you'll you know yeah. and you get to be like the smart future guy who's just like, You fucking idiot. <laughs> That's what you thought was gonna happen. <laughs> That's true. You Ooh. dumb fuck. Because we make a lot of predictions. We make a lot of predictions. We always do. And sometimes we're right and sometimes we're, we're wrong. We're never wrong. We're ne- <laughs> We've never been wrong. I've once. never been wrong. Jeremy's been wrong once. I've never been wrong. <laughs> um yeah, so, uh, but also, uh, I will be watching the second season of Sopranos. I think next month we'll probably do the second season yeah, of Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, if you want to get on board for that, um, that's that's all over there at patreon.com slash generation loss. Otherwise, follow us on Twitter. Oh, you get a Discord access where we will show the movie we're going to watch on the Monday. Um, and so, that's fun. You get to watch it. Shout out to Pfeiffer for doing that. Uh, follow us on Twitter and stuff, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. My friend drove off the other day. Now he's gone and all they say she gotta live cause life goes on. And now I see a model too. I can't I think it's alright But I do what I like Cause that's the way I wanna live It's how I give I'm forgiven Now I wonder about my friend If he gave all he could care Cause he lived his life like I lived mine